Close your eyes, spread your wings like a bird, and fly across the ocean to a land far, far away. A land of lights and music and dancing. A land filled with joyous people, beautiful art, and amazing sights. One of these sights is the Eiffel Tower. Can you guess where we're at? We are in Paris. Yes, that beautiful, sparkling city in France, with the Eiffel Tower that stretches high into the sky and almost touches the clouds. After reaching Paris, we'll turn and fly 20 miles east across the rivers and meadows to a small town called Couvray. In Couvray lives a leather worker named Simon René Burrell and his wife Monique. The year is 1812. They have four children, two daughters and two sons. One of these sons is named Louis. Louis loves to play with his brother and sisters in their little stone house or the vineyards nearby. It's fun to play hide-and-seek or search for snakes and creepy crawlies. He also loves to spend time with his papa in his workshop. It smells of horses and leather and wood smoke. It's the perfect place for adventures, like crawling under papa's workbench to hunt for monsters or throwing wood in the fire-breathing dragon's mouth. Papa says it's not a dragon, it's just a wood stove. One day when Louis is three, he climbs up a wooden bench and looks at his papa's tools. He picks one up. His papa warns him not to touch it, but then someone comes into the shop and papa goes to talk to him. Louis picks up the sharp, pointy tool and pretends he is his papa. He jabs the tool into the leather, but it bounces up and hits him in the eye. Louis starts crying and papa runs to him. He takes Louis to the house and calls the doctor. The doctor wraps Louis's eyes and tells him not to touch it, but they hurt a lot. And soon, Louis cannot see at all. His world turns dark. He doesn't understand why he can't see when the bandages come off. What happened to the light? Why can't he see Mama and Papa and his brothers and sisters? He can hear them, but it feels like he's in a dark room with no windows or doors. He's very scared. When will I see again, he asks. His Mama and Papa say they don't know. But his parents are wise. They think of ways to help Louis. They teach him how to use a cane to walk. By waving it side to side when he walks, he won't bump into things. They teach him to count steps, to learn how many steps it takes to walk to the kitchen or the vineyard or Papa's shop. They also teach him echolocation. That means finding things by making sound and listening for the echo, like bats and dolphins do. Have you ever tried yelling in a tunnel or through a cardboard tube? They sound different, right? Louis learns how to understand these echoes and knows if he's walking by an open field or a tall house. It's easy to tell when he's walking by the river because of the gurgling sounds or the park because of the squawking ducks. But he misses seeing things and he misses seeing the faces of his family. Some days he's very sad. But he decides to make a game of it. He listens very hard to the sounds around him. Swish, swish, the sound of fabric dragging on the cobblestone road. That's a woman with her long skirts going to the market. Clippity-clop, clippity-clop, every morning at dawn. That's someone delivering cheese and milk with their horse and wagon. Ding-ding, ding-ding, that's the best sound of all. That's Louis's friend on his new bike coming to take him for a ride. Louis's sisters help too. They make letters out of leather strips or straw tied together. His papa pounds nails into boards in the shape of letters. They teach him the letters of the alphabet by feel. At night, Louis plays dominoes with his mama. He feels and counts the little dots on the tiles and is very good at this game. The dot game will eventually change Louis's life. Louis keeps growing, but his eyes never see again. 
He goes to school and listens to the lessons. His friends read books to him. Louis is very smart and learns quickly. Then one day, when Louis is ten, his parents tell him they're taking him to a school in Paris called the Royal Institute for Blind Youth. He's nervous to go. He's never been away from his house or his family or his town, but he's excited to try something new. He wants to learn new things, like how to read. The school is not what Louis expected. It's cold and big, and it smells funny, like old bark from the riverbank. The food is yucky, and there's never enough heat or hot water. Some of the boys are mean. They're older and play tricks on him. He feels very alone and scared and misses his family. But he stays because he really wants to learn how to read. He listens to the school lessons and remembers everything. He also learns to play the piano and cello by feeling the keys and the strings. One day his teacher takes him to a room filled with books. He can tell it's a big room by the echo their feet make when they walk inside. It sounds like they're in a big cave and it smells very dusty. They probably don't clean the room very often. Thunk. The teacher drops a heavy book in front of Louis. He tells Louis to run his finger over the paper. Wow, it's very bumpy. He tells Louis those bumps make letters and those letters make words. He teaches Louis how to read the bumps with his fingers. The bump language was invented by Captain Charles Barbier for soldiers on the battlefield. They can read these bumpy messages at night by feel without using a light. But this bump language is very long. Several sentences can take up a whole page. Louis wonders, can he make a new language with these bumps? One that's easier and shorter and doesn't take up so many pages. His teacher builds him a wooden frame that holds paper. The frame has a sliding metal bar attached to it that slides up and down the frame. The bar has openings in it, so Louis can punch holes through it into the paper in neat rows. He uses a tool called an awl. Interestingly, the same tool that hit Louis in his eye. He slides the metal bar down the frame and punches rows of dots into the paper with the tool. He makes a dot message. He can finally write and read without seeing. He practices for years with this frame and the awl until he is 15. Then one day, he tells his teacher, read something to me. The teacher pulls a book from the shelf and starts reading aloud. Louis punches the paper in his frame with the awl. I'll read it back to you, he says. And he reads every word perfectly while sliding his fingers over the bumps he punched on the page. He's created a new language from six dots. So how does this work? Well, imagine you have a domino. The number six on a domino tile is represented by three rows of dots. Two dots on one line, two dots on a second line, and two on a third. By punching dots in different patterns, you create a code. Every pattern of dots is a different letter of the alphabet. Once you memorize the dots and the letters they represent, you can read and write the code. Pretty neat, huh? It's like reading a bunch of dominoes, but it's a language instead of a game. The domino game with mom surely came in handy. After Louis graduated, he stayed at the school and became a teacher. He taught there for many years. Sadly, over the years, he caught lots of chest colds that made him very weak and tired. One day when he was 43 years old, he was taken to the hospital where he passed away from illness. Louis lived a short life but was an amazing inventor, and by the early age of 15, he'd created a language called Braille, which is named after him. Braille is now used by millions of people around the world today. You can even see his Braille language on public signs. The next time you're in an elevator or a public building, look at the signs. 
Do you see bumps next to the words or numbers? That's Braille, the language Louis created. What do you think of Louis and his invention? Would you like to learn Braille and teach it to your friends? Look it up online. You could swap secret messages back and forth by writing lines dots on paper. Louis was very brave. He could have stayed at home, afraid to go outside or explore the world around him. Instead, he was driven by a desire to learn and read. Because of his desires and perseverance, he accomplished great things at a very young age. With focus and determination, we can work through our obstacles and accomplish great things. Also, as life teaches us that where there is darkness, there can also be light. Meaning, even when things seem at their worst, and we may not know the way forward, if we hold on, there will be a silver lining or a new path to lead us out of that darkness. Thanks for listening to this episode about Louis Brell. Be sure to tune in next Monday for a new episode.